0: The following content has been provided by RWTH Aachen University. Let's start with the simple version. I mean, uh, visual we're not going to go into very much because it's, it's a predominant mode that we know a lot about already and and all the the GUI um, toolkits that we've talked about the last uh, couple of weeks are all about visual output mostly. Uh, some things that are special about audio. Um, can you guys think of some advantages of audio output? What's, what's great about audio compared to visual? When do you benefit from it? Yeah. No line of sight needed. No line of sight needed. Exactly. So that's probably the biggest one. You, it's undirected. You don't need that visual connection. Um, you know, when you when your phone rings, you don't need to be looking at it to know that it's working. Or for people who are disabled who do not have sight. Um, you know, of course, this is a huge benefit. Um, it gets your attention even when you're distracted to, you know, to do something else. Um, it doesn't need any screen space, which comes along with this, you know, this effect that it, you know, so it can be really small. An audio output interface, if you need to build a tiny device, can be a tiny little speaker. Um, you know, you don't, need, you don't need real estate for it. Um, it will also reach an entire group at once. So that's a big benefit if, if that's what you want to do. And it can, of course, provide an additional channel if you want to, say, get more realism in a simulation. Uh, if you've ever tried out one of the games that, that have been developed here, um, like the, the air hockey game on the multi-touch table that we have, you play that and the puck goes back and forth between you two and you don't have sound output, it's like, eh, something's missing. Missing. As soon as you put the auditory output there, it feels much more realistic. right? Um, so we can increase realism we can create redundancy in case people miss a visual indicator that's often used you know a beep followed by an alert um, or we can just provide more information but of course these are also kind of the disadvantages right Um, you know if I turn on if I'm in like an office with three people and every time I send an email it goes like swoosh my office mates will kill me after a short moment so the fact that it's undirected can also be a nuisance, of course. Uh, it grabs your attention, as I'm sure you've noticed. Uh, it can be very noisy, annoying to other people, even to the user themselves, if it's too, you know, um, it goes on all the time. But there is something else that is uh, a curious feature of auditory output, in general, of the auditory modality. It's always, it always extends over time. Right? With vision, you can have a momentary image that you can see for a fraction of a second and you can make sense of it. Um, you can get a lot of information with just you know, the blink of an eye. Audio needs time, like, for example, saying something or listening to a piece of music or, or even getting a you know, sort of complex uh, feedback um, music or something. It will always take time. And the moment it's over, it's over. Right? So with a visual interface... You can display a dialog, and it doesn't matter whether the user looks at it now or later, as long as it's there. With an auditory interface, you play the sound, and then it's over. If the user missed something or wants to go back, they need to go and navigate back. If you've ever read a book and listened to the audiobook and gone back and forth between the two media, you probably noticed the difference, right? It's much easier to skim, go back, read something again in a book. It's basically, you know, almost random access if you like. Compared to an audiobook where this is technically also possible, but much more difficult because you need to navigate the timeline slider in your audio recording it's also something uh, because it is transient, it has a, an actual speed attached to it, a, a time extension. It will take time, so it dictates the speed of interaction. You've probably, that's why you've got buttons like you know double speed in, in uh, playing back audiobooks. Because if you're you know, paying attention, you can easily listen to a book at double speed, right? twice the speed. And it, it, it's kind of, you know, oh, it's too slow, I want to go faster, or but then it goes too fast and you'd miss something, then you have to slow it down. So it, it will tell you how fast to go. Whereas vision, you know, the page of text is there, you can read it slowly or quickly, who cares? And then finally, um, overlapping is also not so easy. Our ears are not, you we're know, pretty good at, at sing, you know, singling out um, A signal from you know a whole party talking Uh, but it's not as good as a wall of displays showing me you know like in a war room scenario for like mission control NASA or something lots of information I can look here I can look here I can look here and it's all there and I can parse it in any sequence I want that's much harder to do if you imagine trying to do that using audio so those are some of the things that are peculiar about it Hard to skim as a result, hard to just browse over, try to browse over an audio recording. You basically have to listen to it at fast speed or something. Yeah, it's not the same as just skimming some text. So what kind of structure does audio output have? The simplest thing you can do is create a noise, right? A beep, the famous arrow beep that your computer might play, which is pretty much only defined by maybe a volume, maybe a duration, uh, possibly um, you know, if it's just a noise, then you don't even have a defined pitch. The pitch comes in when you actually play a, a defined beep, for example, of a particular um, pitch. So then you got a little more information in the signal, if you like, because you can have different beeps meaning different things or different sequences. Sequences of beeps get you to melodies where you are then adding you know, a volume of each note. You can even put emphasis on the first beep or the second or the third. Um, you have pitches, a whole sequence for each beep in the, in the melody sequence. you get got multiple durations, one duration per beep and you have the sequence of those notes themselves. So you're playing basically, you know, doo-doo-doo. That's a typical signal you get when something is done, for example, on your computer. And if you pay attention next time you're using your laptop or your tablet or your smartphone uh, and listen to the audio designs, especially for these little confirmation things, um, you know, all the signals you can play for getting a new text message, getting a new email, whatever, getting a new Skype call, whatever, um, there's actually a lot of them in there that are carefully designed to communicate something you know the failure of something or the success of an operation if you put multiple notes over each other you know at the same time you get chords we know this from music um and then you can actually get all the same things uh, that you had before but you get the effects of harmony you know we're actually very good at very quickly telling whether a sound is kind of sad or happy because those minor major chords are deeply rooted in our cultural understanding of music and will quickly tell you um, whether it's supposed to mean something positive or negative. Even more so when you move into dissonance. So if you listen to a chord, like three notes, and they are chosen to be musically very dissonant, you can tell. You don't have to have studied music for to, to notice that. But these are also partly, of course, uh, then dependent on the culture you're working in. Um <clears throat> so the famous, you know, you just plugged in a USB device on Windows, and you, do, and you plug it out, you pull it out again, doom. That is carefully designed to be exactly that, right? Going up and down uh, for plugging in and disconnecting. And then finally, of course, probably the most complex and information rich um modus or, or, or form of audio output that we can use is text. Um, so when the computer speaks to you. Uh, to stay in the example of the computer giving you information with output um, then that's of course a very rich medium that has a lot of additional note uh, um, parameters that we'll talk about in a few minutes this content was provided by rwth aachen university